Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the Tweet Machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. That is M I K E D U G A R. I'm also verified, so just look for the blue check uh, next to my name, and that's how you will find me. Chris, talk to him. It's your boy Chris Kidd. You can follow me on Twitter at C K I D D two zero six. Again, that's C Kid two zero six. Uh, we, both, we both got our smooth jazz voices on during the intro just now. That was. I mean, maybe it's nice. the mic. I like, it is. It I, is. It's being in the studio. We just, that too. We're not holding any mics today, even though I don't mind doing it. I like holding the mics. Maybe you feel like a rapper. Okay, well, we'll just leave that. Being to a me, rapper bro. is cool, bro. <laughs> That's like the the two you work with kids. The two coolest professions when you're a kid are being a rapper and being an athlete. There's nothing cooler than that. Nothing cool, which is kind of sad. It was a whole different discussion. <laughs> anyway, we got a guest with us. We got the homie Ben Arthur from the Seattle PI. Ben, what up? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate y'all. Uh, ben, Ben uh, used to work for. Actually, I'm not gonna do your bio for you, man. Let's tell because <laughs> I'm gonna get stuff wrong, and it's just easier. You know, Ben covers the Seahawks. Yeah, I covered the Seahawks for the Seattle PI. I took over from the goat, basically, Michael oh, Sean Dugar, your own. Um, but yeah, I followed him. Basically at the PI, but um, but yeah, I've been covering this past season was my first year covering the Seahawks. So, you know, huge learning experience for me, but it was a lot of fun. Before that, I was working in Laredo, Texas. Anyone who actually knows where that is gets bonus points. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Laredo is right on the Mexican border. So I was working out there la- uh, part of last year uh, was like out there for like seven months covering high school sports college sports, whatever was going on. When you're in a small market like that, you do everything. And so it was a really cool experience for me to um, kind of be in a different environment because I'm from here, from Seattle, uh, grew up on the east side. Um, went to University of Portland, go Pilots. Any Pilots out there or Portland people, what up? Um, yeah, that's pretty much the the short form of of me and, you know, excited to be here again. Well, nah, man, we want the long form, man. We got an hour podcast. We don't have no time. <laughs> oh, can, can I can I jump in for a part of ben, Ben's story that I like to that I uh, tell people that um, Ben's story of getting here coming from um, who knows where Texas, uh, man. That's <laughs> man, you was in a cut, bro. That's, it was yeah, it, it was it was crazy. And you know, my first couple weeks there, I was like, I don't know if I could do this because you know I'm you know black African American and. Out there, it's 98% Hispanic. You know, it's basically like a Mexican city in, in Texas, way, way deep down there in the, in, the, in South Texas. So at first, I wasn't, I didn't really know know about this, but, um, but you know, I, I knew I was there, you know, got back to that and, you know, met some cool people down there. Once I kind of got over, got over kind of my fear or whatever, you know, I was able to roll, you know. The, the part, the part that I wanted to mention is just the power of networking. Uh, you know, because Ben, you were what, interning at the Times or part time at the Seattle Times. Yeah, I was working part time, uh, well, freelancing for the Seattle Times, and then I was talking to Jenks, Jason Jenks from the Athletic. Mm, shout and out he's to the, the one who, yeah, and he's the one who introduced me to you. Mm-hmm. And I think I met you like few days before I moved down there, right, to Laredo. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of crazy how it comes full circle. I think Ben just sent me an email, just cold, just like, "Hey, Jenks said talk to you, so that's what we do." Boom. Read some of Ben's stuff. Watch watch his uh, stand up stuff. Boom! A year later, Ben Ben's working for uh, covering the Seahawks. By the Just way, power he's not, network. He's not talking about stand up comedy for those that. Were, oh yeah, as, <laughs> people are probably like so. Ben does comedy. Yeah, as well? I, I didn't know. You. He was I mean, so- I'm funny, but not not like that. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the the TV hits that you or like not TV, but you know, like hey, I'm so and so reporting live from that type of stuff. Those are called stand ups, right? It, yeah, yeah, stand ups. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Just yeah. want to make sure the audience isn't like, "Whoa, Mike, where are you going with this, bro?" <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that those two. No, you're were, good. That's yeah, but I yeah, pow, pow, power of a uh, of 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 network in there. And it's weird also because I didn't know Jenks that well at the time. Really, yeah. I'd only probably met him like twice. We to are, be honest, so that was weird that you said he referred you. To we me. will do more network networking in Miami. Yeah, Absolutely. all three of us will be out there. Yes, that's a whole that's a, it's a whole another story. Yes, <laughs> whole another yes. story indeed. Yes, that. Before, uh, but before we get in, because we we're going to talk free agency, obviously, because the Seahawks did a bu- did a bunch of stuff, like you know, conducted normal Seahawks business, being cheap and all that, which I can respect. Uh, but you, this was your first year covering the NFL beat. Uh, for, how how was that, Ben? It was. It was a lot of, uh, like I said, kind of before, it was uh, definitely a huge learning experience for me uh, working, you know, covering mainly high school sports where I was at before, you know, you, you really get in in a routine. It's way more, it, it's slower paced. 
Um, you know, there may be a lot of games and stuff to cover, but you, you kind of you kind of figure it out quickly. You just have this game story to do when, you know, maybe the feature of the week or whatever. But, you know, being on an NFL beat, really any professional beat, there is so much more being thrown at you. It can be really 24-7, um, you know, and, and I learned that. Um, you know, luckily you were you were around, you know, to kind of be like, hey, this is, you know, kind of how you navigate this. And some of the other guys on the Seahawks beat were great as well. But, um, but yeah, it was really just, you know, a learning experience for me, you know, kind of learning about what kind of access I did, I could and, and couldn't have and how to cultivate relationships with the players and the PR people and stuff like that. That was kind of all new territory for me. But, you know, so I'd say kind of training camp preseason I was still really trying to figure things out but like I'd say once it got middle of the season you know I really started figuring out what I was doing and you know kind of figured out okay this is what I want to a story I want to do for later this is what I want for later in the week and this is what I can do right now so I kind of got a hang of that and that's kind of why I'm super excited for next season because it's like you know I'm not a rookie anymore right Right, exactly exactly so I kind of know what I'm doing now so I'm really looking forward to it but you know, going through this free agency thing for the first time was yeah. definitely an experience. This past week was, you know, crazy just monitoring everything. And oh, that's a good seg. That's a good segue into free agency, right there. Oh, oh yeah, I just kind of threw that. you guys a log. That was that was sure. nice. Chris yeah. is usually good with the segues. I'm really I'm not not <laughs> great at it. But free free agency. What from I want to go behind the curtain a, l- a little bit from the journalist perspective. How did you handle free agency? Because we're not breaking news locally. Yeah. We're just you know it's all nationally. You just get a tweet. Exactly. Yeah, like signs. Rappaport or Schefter is kind of on it, and then you kind of have to work off of that. So, um, so basically, I, I mean, I was attached to my phone. Like, <laughs> sound like Mike? It <laughs> was, yeah, it was Man. like you know, as you know, a reporter, sports reporter in general, you're pretty attached to your phone. But with free agency, it's like. You know, every ping on my phone, it's like I'm on it. Is something going on with the Seahawks? Did, you know, is there news with KJ, Earl, DJ, you know, all the all this stuff. So, you know, it's just constantly monitoring my phone. And if something breaks, you know, I'm on it quickly, um, get it out there, push it out, you know, see what angles I can get from that or whatever. But, but yeah, it was definitely pretty hectic. I did not expect that, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I kind of... I mean, you know, it's, oh, free agency frenzy and all that. But once w- when you're working in it, like that's whole new, exp- like whole different experience for sure. Yeah. Last year was the first time I, I learned that, oh, I need to have a notification anytime Rappaport tweets at all. Yeah. yeah I'm serious. When he tweets, it bing. Exactly. Yeah. I, that's I, crazy. I have all the top, you know, national football guys on alert. I have you on alert. I have all the Seahawks guys on alert too. But just you, you got to be on top of everything. That's the only way you could stay on top of it because- you know, in this business, you got to, you know, you got to be first or you, you got to have the have the quality content out mm-hmm. there. So it's just it's just it's just come comes with the territory for sure. Yeah, definitely. A, definitely a scramble. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, man. Well, I didn't know you had that many people on on the alerts. I only got one. That's kinda... no, I, I got a ton of people <laughs> on the alerts. Like I got to be on top of everything. Like, you know, I'm the newbie on the block. Like, yeah, you know, first time covering the NFL. Like I, I got to get out there racing. Gotta come out smooth and exactly. swinging, man. Exactly. I heard that. Yeah, man. Free, yeah, free agency. Free agency is nuts. You, you be, you can go anywhere. You, you be on your phone. People think you're rude. It's like, nah, man. I gotta see if the Earl signs are weird. I'm technically man. working, bro. Yeah, so, that's the other thing. Trying to explain to that you're working. You yeah. know, you know, you it's got, just you crazy got movies how, on a date, how, whatever. How it's changed because back in the day we didn't have cell phones. Yeah, you'd have. So to you have to kind of wait till the next morning. The newspaper, exactly. or TV, or whatever. Nowadays, our phone is literally our news, and a lot of us journalists, broadcast journalists. The cell phone is... It's your life. It's it's everything. You send emails, how you contact people, how we set up, who we're going to meet with on our next podcast. It's all done through this. We don't have time to just email, hey, we just text you or call you. It's it's moving a lot faster now. But I mean, these phones, as Mike just said, he's always on it. But nine times out of ten, he's probably just working. He's not really just out here on his phone staring at it for nothing. exactly. Sometimes I am just on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, but nine times out of ten is because... Rappaport tweeted, Shepter yeah, tweeted. Something. The Someone players are tweeting, Joe Cena and just Boss man hit yeah. you up saying, hey, Mike, maybe story idea. And you're like, mm, okay, we'll think about it, et cetera. Same with you, Ben. Yeah. Ideas that come up, breaking news. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not in the writing side, but as a broadcast journalist, I'm like, damn. Oh, gotta, yeah. You, yeah. You, you know what yeah. that life is about? And just like this past Ooh. week, like, you know, I as hard as it kind of is to do as a journalist or reporter sometimes, like I, I still have like a pretty firm routine. I like to stick to like in the morning and get to bed early so I could wake up by five, five thirty. Like, you know, I was trying to do that this past week. It was just kind of hard because like, this was kind of when the KJ stuff came out Mm, because uh, I went to sleep right before 
it came out. And so, (laughs) yeah. And so I wake up at five ready to go to the gym because, you know, I need that, you know, to kind of get my blood flowing for the day. And it's like, oh, you know, KJ is is re-signing. So it's like, dang, I can't go to the gym now. (laughs) Kind of messes everything up. But, you know, that's just kind of comes with the territory. With the business. You have to adjust. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm sure you love it, though, right? Oh, no. Yeah. No, there's a rush that comes with it. Um, I'm definitely more of like a features type of right. Like, I, I like doing more of those stories than I'd say breaking news. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it comes with the territory. You have to be versatile. You have to be able to do that. So, free agency throws everything off. <laughs> G broke it that. Uh, G Scott. I mean, shout out to homie G. G broke the KJ thing at like eleven thirty on like a Wednesday. It's like, come on, G. We sleep, you know. Yeah, and then man. just yeah, just drop that nugget off and then bounce. I woke <laughs> up at five in the morning and I said, wow, I'm at the studio going. Well, this is already news that happened three hours ago when I was in bed asleep. It happened at 2 a.m. I don't think so. I've ever hit that many people up at midnight before. It was as many people as I hit up right when the G broke that. I'm, I'm hitting texting, right? emails. It's just no one hit me back either. It was a very frustrating. Day. Well, let's just jump right into it. We're talking break. free agency and you guys being busy up late. Ben, what were your thoughts on KJ returning to Seattle? Because Mike and I had several discussions. Were you even surprised about this? Did you think he was going to come back, or were you thinking this is it? He's going to another team. Earl Thomas left. What'd you think? You know, I I thought this was it was it. Like I thought, you know, he was done. I mean, you look at you know kind of the way this NFL business is. You know how how cold blooded it can be, and you know it's. I think Doug Baldwin said this. It's like, what have you done for me lately, business? And you know, KJ missing eleven games. You know, his age, despite, you know, how great of a community presence, um, you know, how much how great of a tandem he formed with Bobby, you know, even with all that, you know, you look at what's happening right now, you know, the injury, you don't know what his, you know, long term value is going to be, you know, from an ownership, you know, front office perspective, you know, you're hesitant to, you know, want to bring that in. So I thought he was gone, although I, you know, personally, I thought it was in the best interest of the team to keep him. Um, so honestly, I was shocked, but, um, you know, I think the the way the Seahawks, you know, kind of did his deal as kind of KJ re- revealed on KJR, it sounds really team friendly and that, you know, the, you know, they got the KJ got the first year, um, at least, but with, with the second year, it sounds like none of it, none of the cash is guaranteed. Um, so, and, and I also think kind of bringing him back helps with the case for Bobby, right? Because if they saw you know, how they did his boy KJ, like, how is that, you know, what, what does that reflect upon, you know, how does that reflect upon the Seahawks and how they do things? I think Bobby during the season, um, you know, at the end of the season was like, that would be really telling if they didn't bring him back. And I know he got pretty emotional at the, um, in the locker room after the Cowboys game. So, you know, I think, you know, maybe that, that was kind of in the thought process too, like, you know, we, we got we got to bring KJ back, not just, you know, from, you know, a veteran locker room presence. But, you know, you, you got it's too I can't believe that Bobby had nothing to do, you know, with them bringing him back for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Bobby's Bobby's pretty important cat. Right. Yeah. Like that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he still owes Mike one on one, man. Oh, he don't want that smoke, man. <laughs> I'm very comfortable saying that on air. I've said it before. Bobby don't want the smoke, man. I don't honestly. I don't know how many of those guys on the team do that are like of like some like proportionate size to me. None of them are the same size. They're all huge. I get what you're saying. But like Tyler Lockett. Yeah. See. I yeah, he's, yeah, See. I, other I, than him, I, don't I, know, I give but. Tyler some work too. Chris Carson says he's good. Dang. Mike is running through the whole Doug, team. Give Doug some work. I'm about to put a hundred dollars on the floor. But like, like as other it. guys, like like George Fan, right? Like you play D1 basketball. Like no, it's, Six, we're gonna. Seven, bro. Yeah, we're gonna stay huge. I, I don't want any parts of that. Why? Right? Like that's just you know yeah for who for what right you know it's not. It's it's, it's 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 not that type of party. I was trying to pull up KJ's numbers on the deal. You know, on top of your head. Oh yeah, here we go. Five million dollar signing bonus. One point one point five million dollar base salary. This is all according to Curtis Crabtree, KJR. But he's just quoting what KJ said on the on the air. Uh, one point five million dollar roster bonus. The re- remaining seven million not guaranteed. Of course, it's not going to be guaranteed, right? You don't exactly. guarantee. And he was he'll be what thirty two at that time in thirty twenty twenty. Uh, I think. Well, he's twenty nine now, right? Is he twenty nine or thirty? So it would be 30 or 31. Well, or wait. Well, you have to. I mean, 
the age oh, thing? Uh, 31 or 32. We should just yeah. look this up. But it's yeah, let's good. just look we're over it here up. Let's, it. Let's oh, I like guessing, man. It feel, you know, it's, it's fun. And real, but we're not we're not in that business though, right? <laughs> that's, that's true. I don't I don't guess when I write my articles. By the way, well, I do. No, actually, I do at first. Honestly, I write what I think, and then I'll go back and edit it if it's wrong. I that's, do that's, I do that's check fair. things. I, I, that's fair. He's twenty nine. There we go. He'll be thirty. He's a he, he's a cancer like Chris and I. He's born July twenty third. Wait, no, no, that's not cancer no more. I, I think that's that the is. first day of Leo. I said zodiac. Oh, bro, you're into that, bro. I'm No, I'm just I I was. I have I have I have a tattoo of my zodiac. Cause it's I got when I was like 17, but then I got older. I was like, these are dumb. So, but <laughs> get that covered. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it just I like I like my bad tattoos too, cause they represent what I what I did think in my. It's like a time capsule of my of my of life. your art. Yeah, of just like life. Okay. yeah, assessment of my of my life anyway. So but there's that with KJ. The big thing you always brought up, Mike. He got two bad knees. Not one, two. And I think that, he has two bad. Okay, knees. let's re, let's. He had it. two knee surgeries. I I've never got confirmed if, if they was it. It was the other you, knee. I if think. you have surgery on your knees, I don't think it's a good thing. It, he because he was part of the Regenikai in five, okay. uh, as well. That was the guys who uh, flew wherever to get the we'll the, the blood this. transfusion we thing. Spinning. We were yeah. unsure about Not his transfusion, health. Yes, yeah. yeah, you're right. We'll say we're unsure about his health, and that's rise for concern because as Ben mentioned, he missed several games. Eleven games. Was Eleven it? games, and I don't think he missed a game in his career prior to that. Yeah. And or if he did, it was just a couple. Yeah, he think, missed a game in 2017 with the concussion. But that that was it, right? Yeah. And, and so, and then all of a sudden, you miss 11 games, and you look at his age. It's like, okay, and that's tough to do as a GM, as a coach. You're thinking, well, we can't give this guy a lot of money, can we? If we do, and he gets hurt again, because now f- we're no- football's bad at that too, though. Oh, They're bad at the like the paying you off, of, not like nostalgia, but just like in good faith type of thing. Me? You know, like because in basketball, you'll see some. You know, you see. Love, love the guy, you know, whatever. It's the last remaining Sonic, Nick Collison, sitting on the Thunder's bench forever, not contributing for for years, right? But he's on the team, you know. You see that all across, you know. The, in, the, in the NBA, they'll give you a contract just he off of, like, we love the you. Worst, greatest player ever. Uh, Probably. Uh, I, I well, I think it's Derek Fisher, but a, a whole nother discussion. Derek Fisher hit a game winner, man. It's, Nick Collison didn't do any of hit that. Hit a game winner. Man, TJ McConnell hit game winner. Man, he's not very good. Any, anyway, I'm not just saying the, the NBA is good <laughs> for, for that. Baseball is. Uh, Kind of t- knows how to take care of its like star players. If you're on a franchise, you could be a star player in a fr- NFL franchise for ten years. As soon as you're not pulling your weight, doesn't matter what you did. Case in point, Earl Thomas brings it right in. I got a good s- job, Mike. I, okay, I was I was ready for that. that was I was fire. ready for that segment. Hashtag Girl good. Matters, right? Yes, Man. Earl Thomas matters. Can we, Earl Thomas guys? Matters. We're gonna take a moment of silence, right? Brief one for the for the Legion of Boom, please. Man, what a great run those boys had, and it's over. I know, it's right? It, it, it makes me sad. I think it makes it everyone sad, whether you're a Seahawks fan or just someone that enjoyed watching the Seahawks play, whether you live in Dallas, whether you live in New York. When the Seahawks came on with Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, all those guys, you knew it was going to be smash mouth. It was going to be trash talking. I remember when they played the Saints. Jimmy Graham was killing that season. He went to Seattle, man. Jimmy... But it was in Jimmy's head from where, the jump, uh, from pregame. Where was Jimmy? You know, where's Waldo? That, yeah. That was where's Jimmy. They was doing that for a lot of cats. Well, they was like the bad boy Pistons of the NFL. Exactly. Pretty much. And to, and to realize in 2019, it just doesn't exist. It's done. It's kind of crazy. It's sad. You would, Earl does matter, but we all knew, I think, collectively, even though Mike is very tiptoe on this subject. I didn't want to believe it, man. Okay, see? He already said it. We all knew that Earl might be gone. Ben? Did you kind of have that feel? That oh, yeah. He, okay. I mean, come on. Well, I know, but yeah. you see Mike, he's like... Yeah, Mike is... He's all, I was holding on, on man. <laughs> Watching Earl Thomas was some of the craziest stuff. You you saw... I don't know how many NFL games you had been to before, but obviously you you covered what, eight, eight lot, uh, plus the two preseasons, so yeah, ten, live. Ten, 10 live. Games. Is is it just not totally different? Oh, no. The, it's it's, it's totally different. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, Earl Earl wanted the bag... He, he was clear about it, and with again, kind of with the KJ situation. I mean, you know, you look at Earl's situation: two two broken legs in three years. Yep. Like, and in football, like I don't I don't care how good you are. Like, you know, f- from you know the Seahawks perspective, you could totally understand why they were you know so hesitant, you know, with him. But you know, good for him. I, I didn't expect him to get the kind of bag that he did. You know, ultimately get with the Ravens reported four year. 55 million, 32, what? 32 million guaranteed. Million guaranteed. Good for him. You know, good for his agent. I think like, $20 million signing bonus as well. Yeah. Um, that's, wow. 
you know I that play football still. <laughs> no, nah, man. You don't want to. Did you, did you hear I, that first part? Two I broken kid. legs in I, three years. I was joking. That's was why joking. you don't play football. <laughs> football is bad. <laughs> Go ahead. Though. Um, but yeah, he. It, yeah, like like I said, it it, it kind of shocked me, but you know, good for him. Um, you know, that's what he wanted all along, and you know, the Ravens were a team willing to take that gamble. You know, you there's the high risk, right? But high reward if it kind of pans out right. So, yeah. But it's it's just going to be different now. Like the Seahawks are that legion of boom, man. I mean, I grew up on it. I'm just 20, 23 years old. Like, you know, just not knowing that I'm not going to see those guys, the yeah. LOB guys, is just going to be kind weird. of a weird experience for sure. You know what? I'm going to add some background music. Any thoughts, Mike? I think I want to add P. Diddy. I'll be missing you. Put this, put, uh, gotta be careful, man. I don't want to get just, just instrumental. What, who is, who is Bad Boy Records? What are they? What are they under? Like Universal or something? I don't want to get no. I'll just go on YouTube, find a nice inter- instrumental, uh, and throw yeah, that in. There. I don't, don't want to get think. get no emails from Universal, <laughs> you know, cease and desist or whatever. <laughs> however that works, I don't. I don't know the language because I ain't never been sued, and I would like to, you know. And I don't want to. I don't want to find out. Keep it that way. Yeah, I've I've, I've never we'll never, never been sued. Yeah. But I that's where we can make money, right? LLC. That too. Yeah, oh, I do. I definitely like that. I tried to Google "bad boy" and I got like the definition of it on Wikipedia. That's, that's <laughs> why I don't usually Google during the show, because at least I announce when I do, because I always get something, something, something weird. Uh, you didn't. You mentioned you didn't think Earl would get the bag. Bad. For, yeah, I, I didn't think he'd get it. I mean, I knew for sure he wouldn't get it from Seattle, but just in yeah. general, I, I didn't think he'd get it. How do you think he'll be in in, in Baltimore? Do you mm. think he'll, you think he'll be Earl Thomas again? Ooh. I know, right? I'm it's, coming it's with the really, hard-hitting questions. Yeah, today. no, it, it's, it's really hard to count against Earl. You know, we, we see his mindset, right? You know, he you, we, we see the training videos and, like, you know, kind of that, that mindset he has. He, he's one of those killers, you know, in sports. Like, you, he's one of those guys you don't want to count against because, you know, he's going to get himself right physically and mentally, and he's going to come out and kill to whatever capacity he can. So it, it's really hard for me to say he's not gonna thrive I, I just don't know for how long like I think I think he could have a really productive 2019 at the least um so but but we'll see I mean he's gonna have a huge opportunity to I mean Baltimore let a lot of their defensive guys go I mean so he's kind of like the leader or if not well one of the, he's gonna be like the guy back there yeah Eric Waters um, gone they let yeah, him go yeah and uh Mosley as yep, well so too. yeah so and Terrell Suggs right yeah he signed with who do you sound like? Really bad team. You got me Googling everything today, man. <laughs> Sorry, right, Mike. Terrell Suggs. But, um, but yeah, he Earl is going to have to be good. Yeah. I mean, you, if you, you're from Baltimore, expected, you, you, got, you don't have these other guys, you know, iconic guys in, in your defense. He has to be good. But, you know, I, th- I think he will be. Um, Arizona. Is you know, health, Terrell Suggs went. Health willing, he'll, he'll, he'll be fine. But I'm just looking forward to that. Uh, you know, when right? the Ravens come to Century Link, that, that's going to be, be live. The birds going at it. Oh man, Seahawk or a Raven? Who wins? I that? think it'll be just as good, man. I've, Earl Thomas for me is like I've been uh, discussing this. You've seen it on like Twitter with people like how good Earl is. I really think Earl is in that class of like dudes. Like I'll believe he's bad when I see it. Like I'm not going to forecast it. Just like JJ Watt or like a Von Miller, like Aaron Donald. You know, I'll only believe you're on a decline when I actually see it. Like I don't care how, what you do because you're bionic. Like Adrian Peterson is in that same. He's well, he had like a ninety-yard touchdown this year. He's but this dude's like fifty. Yeah, he's old. Uh, <laughs> you know, he tore his ACL, came back, ran for like yeah, two thousand. Yeah, yards. I put kind of Earl in kind of that category of that. Th- that kind of goes back to what I'm saying, like about those athletes you know that kind of have that different switch. Like how quickly AP was able to come back from that ACL tear. How many months was it? Just like ten or eleven, maybe. It, yeah, was, it was just it was super of. short, and yeah. then he had a career year right after that. Like Earl. Is As, bionic, yeah. Like that. He 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 he's made up of that. So don't be surprised if Earl has an All Pro year. I'm kind of with Mike. I would not be like surprised if he's healthy. All. Like watch out. I have no problem with that. I mean, I don't know. I, I, we should probably look up Mike's tweets and how many times Mike said, "This is why you pay him." Oh, the, well, he, that's why I got the hashtag Earl Thomas matters. I mean, after he makes a play and he bows to the Dallas or mm. this, what Earl Thomas brings can't be replaced. Well, I mean, look at the look at remember, uh there was like a question whether he'd be like rusty when he held out, right? He balls out first game. Man. Comes back. That's when I did the hashtag. As soon as he picked off uh Case Keenum in Denver, I said hashtag Earl Thomas. Man. What is this rust you speak of? Cuz when you're a bionic, there is no there no, is, no, that's yeah, that's they, a different they type of cat. They train different, they prepare different. Yeah, different kind of cat. Like that's when people were worried word. about like Sherm off of the Achilles or like Cam the way he his playing style maybe not being built for a long term, I understood. Those made sense to me. I'm also interested. Earl bionic. Oh, my bad. 
I'm also interested in his leadership and how much of a leader he was in Seattle. Who, and, Earl? Yeah. Especially in I mean, he was a quiet leader. He, he led quiet. by example. He quiet. was just yeah. quiet. And that's what I'm excited to see about what he does in Baltimore because there's yeah. a lot of young corners on that team that are going to be like, oh, we got Earl White. I Dang. think he's one, he's one of those dudes from covering him in Seattle, and you, uh, he wasn't really around your first year, Ben. But he just he you just kind of do how Earl does. Just like, watch it. Yeah, like watch and see. Oh, if Earl's if Earl's training like that, I should train like that. Yeah. If Earl's in the zone right now, getting it right, I should be in the zone too. I mean, if Earl's serious in walkthroughs, taking walkthroughs like it's a game, then I should take walkthroughs. How like powerful a game. is that that you have a guy that can not really say much, but he just does these things and no, he he definitely has that aura, <laughs> and yeah, like like you you said, Mike, I didn't really see Earl that much, but. You know, those couple times at the beginning of the, the regular season, like, he, he didn't, like, say a word. I mean, obviously, he wouldn't speak to us, the media, mm-hmm. but, like, he, he didn't say much to the other guys, but you just, you could feel, like, his presence. Like, he was so respected. Yep. Like Bobby's kind of like that, too. Bobby, Bobby doesn't say a ton. He, he doesn't say a ton. But, like, um, like, even now, their pregame speeches, I think, are done by Frank. Or they were. Or they were. I don't know if Frank's going to keep doing them, but... Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Earl's a different has a different kind of leadership style. He's not he's not the loud type. I actually did like an anonymous poll. I didn't actually write it because I'm not done. But like asking guys who's the leader of the team, and like most people said Bobby, most people said Russell, obviously because whatever. There was like a couple people who said Earl. It was just like, yeah, I want to be like Earl. They're mostly the younger dudes. None of the older dudes said that. But I was like, wow, that's interesting. Like guys who didn't even play defense. Well, one of them. But yeah, like that's a different different type of cat, man. Baltimore. Baltimore got them a good one, man. Yeah, it, that was crazy news. We were live on air, and I, was, I said, oh, shoot, breaking? This is, okay, stop. Earl Thomas is a raven. Who else did they lose? Who else did they lose? Lost J.R. Sweezy. That's another that, big one. What do you think? That's, good move, bad move. Should they have kept Sweezy? They should have kept him. We should play good High move. Five. Should play good move, bad move real quick. J.R. Sweezy, good move, bad move, losing him? The, bad, man. Okay. Yeah, should have kept Sweezy? What they should have kept him. I mean... You know more than what the Seahawks were willing to offer. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean the Seahawks are cheap. Are, are cheap. No, I mean, we you, know that. Facts. We That's, know the straight facts. But we had a show just saying. But that, you I look believe. at you, you know your offensive line was you know good for the first time in a while. Like you don't you don't want to tinker with that, and to to let him go. It, it's it's going to be t- like if uh, who is it they brought in Mike Upati. Yeah, um, former Seahawks. Oh, no, not uh, former Seahawks. Nah, he uh, he played for the Cardinals. Yeah. And he played uh, for the Niners. Niners, exactly. <laughs> and I went mean, to Idaho. As good as, you know, Upati has been in his past, I know he's been an all-pro, I think four, four-time four Pro Bowl or something like that. Like, he, the last two years, he's missed a ton of games. Like, the 2017 season, I think he only played a couple games. Yep. Um, Googling. Yeah, I Google everything this episode. Yeah, Mike <laughs> is just Googling everything. But um, He played 10 games in 2018 and only played one game in 2017. Like, if he's not healthy, like, then, what, you go to Simmons, who's been injured a lot. Well, he also, Simmons just ended the year on yeah, IR. <laughs> on, on IR, and Ethan Posick just was not good uh, last, no. last season. So, I mean, hey, um, the Seahawks... You know, I, they weren't willing to do it. I mean, you know, so be it. But I think if Upati isn't healthy, I think they're really going to feel that. All right, we got who else? We got good move. Justin Coleman, man, you are. I mean, I kind of knew he was out the door. I mean, did we, you? That's what Slickhawk said. What gave? What gave you that? I mean, the the price. Hmm. I mean, they weren't going to pay. What he he's getting nine million mm-hmm. a year, four years, thirty six million from Detroit. Yeah, didn't, didn't have to Google that one by the way. I did know that one. <laughs> yeah, I kind of knew from the start he'd be priced out. I mean, he's arguably the top nickelback. Um, in the game right well, now, just arguably. Sit down with them and see how you can keep them. There's got to be a way. There's he no had, way. There's not. They could have done that. Yeah. They, and his they, agent could have been like, "Go away. We're gonna get paid." And that's exactly what he did. Oh yeah. That's the agent's job. Agent's job isn't to get you discounts. The agent's no, no, job no, is to get you the get bag. you money. Get you money. Like your your agent's job. That is his only job. Unless yeah. he's like also your like publicist or your manager. But those yeah. are usually separate people. But I also know with Coleman, like he has connections with the lines. Right. Slay um, is he. I guess they went to high school together, or they might even be cousins, something like I know there's another player on the Lions defense that he um, he's really close to. So, I mean, obviously the bag is first when it comes to agents and stuff, but, you know, he probably really actually wanted to be in Detroit too. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the, the I mean, the Coleman thing will, will sting a little bit. I mean, we, we know kind of Akeem King could maybe s- step into that role. We don't know how good of a job he'll do at that yeah, yet. Yeah, we only saw him play a few games. Yeah, I mean, and... he, yeah so – We'll, we'll kind of see. We know he's kind of versatile, but we'll, we'll kind of see how that shakes out. But um, 
but yeah, Coleman, I mean, it's going to be, be an adjustment, but it, it's one of those things where I, I kind of just assumed they weren't going to open up the, the money for him. Wow, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, Justin Coleman, Darius Slay, and another dude on Detroit are all cousins. Oh. Yeah, and I think they all went to the same high school. They- uh, yes, they went to the same same high school. Well, Three NFL players on one high school team. Tracy Walker is the other guy. Okay. Yeah. But there's there's <laughs> about, also that. Yeah, they, Mike Davis? They all intended Brunswick High School I mean, in Georgia. But yeah. I mean, I, I knew he was out the door, too. I mean, you— I was you and, sad. I thought he yeah, was— Yeah, it was—I mean, as he, he Mike Davis is good. Mike, Mike D., I mean, he's productive. You know what you're going to get from him. But, you know, you look at the year Carson had, and then, you know, you invest the first-year pick in Penny— um, first round pick, excuse me. Um, you know, you're, you're kind of banking on him developing and, you know, keeping Mike Davis around long term just, you know, wasn't wasn't going to work. I mean, you want to give Penny that opportunity yep. and this offseason is going to be huge for him. Like he has to come like he has to be a dog like he, he has to come out and kill, um, you know, when he when he gets back, um, you know, with the team. But but yeah, that's another guy. Justin Coleman, uh, Mike Davis, those were guys I kind of assumed were going to be out the door. And I'm, I'm trying to think of who else. They didn't um, lose much. Yeah, that was they didn't. That, that was. They lost, that was lost like Brett Hundley and which Brett yeah. wasn't even a factor. That's fine. he literally didn't step on the field. No. Yeah, no, but and then, uh, um, I'm a, I'm a, DJ. They brought DJ Fluker back, which was huge. Yeah, yeah I love they that needed. one. Should they bring both of them back, and how would you do it money-wise? A listener asked that question, and Mike said, eh, minimum, minimum bet for both of them. Unfortunately, that didn't go that way. Bye, Sweezy. We'll keep Fluger. Yeah. Did you like that? I think from from a culture standpoint, you – well, I mean, Sweezy was on the Super Bowl team. Like, okay. you know what you, you get from him. But you, you see what you, you see what Fluker brought to that team. Like, dude, dude is intense, passionate – He's everything you want in in a a guard. Like if you're the Seahawks, like just takes tremendous pride in run blocking. You know, we saw that nasty pancake he had on Sue. That was dirty. That was like not like illegal dirty, but like but like dirty, dirty. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, he, he, the team just le- like from a culture standpoint. Like I don't know if there was anyone like any new guy that was more loved than him just because of what he brought. Like, so I think, you know, I think if it was one or the other, I think they made the right choice. I I would have just liked to have seen the Seahawks bring them both back because, like I said, I mean, continue, um, you know, having an O line together and develop is so important. You know, especially with the Seahawks, we know how bad they've been up front. But you know, if it was between Sweezy Fluke or Fluker. You you mentioned Rashad. Uh, it made me think of something. Who who do you think needs to have a bigger, like sophomore season? Like who? It's more important. Like it's most important they come back like way better than they were as a rookie. Rashad or Shaquem Griffin? I know, good question, right? That was good. That was good when I thought of it. In my <laughs> yeah, head too. I, you got me thinking about I have an that. answer too. Let me Ben first. Ben first. Well, I think you need one. I if you're the Seahawks, you need it from Rashad because. You look at the depth chart now. It's like it's you know you know you know what you're going to get from Carson, but you know outside of that, you know Procise has been injured a lot. Um, Mike Davis Ma- is gone. Mike Davis is gone. McKissick, um, you know, I mean he, he's there, but you know, kind of you, you want to use him in spurts. You you don't. I don't really think he's a clear cut number two. I mean, so Rashad has more pressure on him to be really good in year two. I mean, you look at Shaquem, I mean, you look you, you look at the Seahawks line linebacker cor- corpse now. I mean, they're, you know, if it all goes to plan with, um, you know, Michael Kendricks and he's able to not go in jail. Um, <laughs> yeah, like if he's a, able to avoid pr- prison time, you have him, you have KJ, you have Bob, you have, you have Kalitro too, who's, you know, retained as well. I mean, there's less pressure on Shaquem to be real, to be much better in year two. Although you want to see that jump from him, right? But I think, you know, kind of looking at the depth chart, you need Rashad to be better. Which, okay, that's a good one. I'm not going to, I don't have an answer. I just like to pose the question. So now it's Chris's turn. Well, I, your answer is perfect. I think you hit it right on the money. I, I was definitely going to go with Rashad Penny because, as you just mentioned, Mike Davis, bye. Okay. McKissick, we, we don't see you much. Well, maybe on third and long, we'll get yeah, you in there. Exactly. But 
his role has been diminished. And now Rashad is, they're really giving him the green light. I think Pete said it at the combine or who was it Snyder or Pete that said it, Mike, they're just going bang, bang with yeah, they, Pete. Pete, Pete, Pete was asked that. Yep. And he, the, the way he answered that question, it was like, he didn't say Chris was the number one back. Uh, so it's like that if it's competition, yeah, there's competition. <laughs> so he fully expects Rashad to be up to par next in and, 2019. And with Shaquem, I think there's still room for him to grow. I mean, there's more that he can do. And he's playing a different position, too, than he did um, college. at UC- UCF. Yeah. yeah, And I think that he can make a bigger splash in special teams. I mean, there was time punt returns. I think Shaquem can be the guy yeah, that— Yeah, Shaquem was a dog on special teams. Like, people, you know, say, oh, he didn't get to play. But special teams, dude, dude I think, was flying, I think man. he can make like, his name there. And then when KJ retires or, let's say, after two years, they're like, we don't want to bring him back. At that point, Shaquem is now he should ready. Be ready. There you go. And that's just that Seahawks way defensively. This is where we're going to put you at. Kill it here. And then we'll give you another opportunity. And you just take those and you run with them. Because I do think Penny is definitely, he needs to have a better sophomore campaign opposed to Shaquem. It's not a diss to him, but that's where I'm at with it. And then I also, that's a good point. Griffin. We're going to stick with the Griffin brothers. Shaquille. Mm. Is he in trouble coming up this season? Because I don't. Man. This year, this past season, I was not impressed. Yeah, with Yeah, I was kind of expecting him to, you know, kind of become, you know, borderline Pro Bowl yeah. type of corner. I think everyone was kind of expecting that. Yes. But, you know, there, there, you know, some plays last season where you kind of you left scratching your head, and you know, I think Trey Flowers was their best corner. My man, <laughs> the, yes, Trey Flowers was their <laughs> best corner at the end of the year. I mean, yep. Yeah, Shaquille. I mean, Shaquille has so much talent, man, though, but, you know, it's fast. He, you know, he, all the intangibles are there, but he, for whatever reason, kind of took a step back. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this offseason is going to be big from him going from year two to year three. Um. And, you know, who knows what the Seahawks are going to do, but they could bring in another corner. I was for thinking that. Depth or, you know, competition. And, you know, who knows? Maybe Trey, Trey Flowers might be in the mix to be the, um, the, um, what was it? Main corner. Starter. Uh, starter. The, 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 uh, the left right, corner? The left, left corner, corner, exactly. Yeah. And I said that. I think that he has a potential to do that, but I think the Seahawks are saying, we want to give Shaquille another chance. Exactly. And it's, we don't want to just pull him right now. Yeah. You know, he had one rough year. Let's see how he does through six games or whatever the case may be. And then if he still hasn't figured it out and Trey is still doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. Okay, you can come over and fill exactly. that position, and we'll put Shaquille on the le- on the right side, which I think would be fair. I I would like to see that, but I hear the I hear both sides of saying, well, why not let Shaquille just give it another shot? I mean, yeah, he had a rough year, but give yeah. him a chance. But there might be people out there that are saying, no, Trey was great. Flip sides, and he's long. I mean, he's long and skinny. He's he's built almost like Sherman. Yeah, that, that's what I was it. just gonna say. And um, you know, Seahawks are definitely comp. You know, Pete Carroll. We know his philosophy. Competition. They're no doubt in my mind, that's what we're going to see. You know, we're going to okay. see Trey kind of tried out at that spot and, you know, see how it works out, how Shaquille responds to it too and and all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Trey got the $337,000 in uh, performance-based bonuses. Um, you know, he's, one of, he's the only Seahawk in the top 25 to kind of be in that. I think he was top... Um, 12 or so in terms of, you know, payout for, um, you know, the uh, bonus. But, um, but yeah, they, the Seahawks have got to love what, what they have in Trey. They found a gem, you know, a guy who was a, a safety at Oklahoma State, you know. Um, yeah, the, they're probably looking at it, hoping for a similar trajectory as uh, Sherman, you know. I think year two is going to be important for Trey, of course, to see if he can build off that. As well, I was surprised when they drafted Trey just because I looked up that everyone, he went to yeah, Oklahoma State. Well, I was mostly surprised because he played in the Big Twelve, uh, and I think I've said this before. I don't the think DBs they play. Get smoked. They don't play any defense in the Big Twelve. We look at Kyler Murray's highlight tapes, but the dudes he's throwing to are wide open. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, his is the same way. It's just Patrick Mahomes. Well, look at the Big Twelve, uh, Texas Tech Big Twelve as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone I just named Big Twelve. They put up. They be throwing for like five thousand yards a yeah. year, and they be scoring fifty yeah. to forty-seven in the Big Twelve. So I was like a. A DB from the Big 12? Yeah. Oh, that's a bad idea. I guess maybe it was just the scheme uh, and yeah. Trey's oh. talent was there. Oh. So 
every Big 12 defensive coordinator needs to be canned. Like, they are all bad. I think Oklahoma did can theirs, actually, because I think they hired uh, Wazuza, a former defensive coordinator, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken there. I, I do have an answer to my previous question now. I think listening to you guys, <laughs> I think I will, I'm going to go with Shaquem. I don't have a long answer. Mostly it's because of the depth chart. Okay. If he doesn't come back better, he just get cut. Fifth round pick. You know, like you said, all, all things goes according to plan. They have Kendricks. They have Calitro. They have KJ. They have Bobby. I mean, I have room. Obviously, they could just have him as fifth linebacker. But fifth fifth round picks are much more disposable than someone like Rashad. Rashad okay. can come back, suck. He's still on the team, right? You don't cut your first round pick. That's a good point. Fifth round pick, come back, stink, get cut. There's questions, yeah. yeah. Get cut. No, that's, yeah, question is on the team or not. I know there's one more thing you wanted to mention. Was it Frank, Mike? You want to talk to Ben about that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. I got you. I'm, I'm all over the place. That's because I Googled everything. I got like six browsers out. Man. Just, just, I got one. Just Googling everything. Somehow I ended up Googling a Bad Boy Records is under Sony. And it's like, it's it, everything, man. Like, you obviously, Frank, the news. Did we talk about this on the show yet? That, oh, we did. With, with Slick. With Slick. That, uh, did, yeah, yeah. That's, Frank's probably going to hold out. How do you think that whole situation will go? Is, is Frank, Frank going to be a Seahawk long term? What do you think? I mean, I think clearly he wants to. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we see from not not and this isn't just from the vibe I got from him, you know, throughout the entire season. But you look at the way he's framing his tweets too, like he's telling guys to come join him in Seattle. He's, you know, saying, hey, Bruce, Bruce Irvin, come back. You know, before Landon Collins signed with the Redskins, he's like, come through. One more two, Quan Alexander, I think, you tried to recruit as yeah, well. Yeah, Quan Alexander, who signed with the um, the Niners, he was trying to recruit him too. I think Frank wants, he clearly wants to be here. Um, but, you know, kind of like Earl, he wants to be paid handsomely for his services. And he has every right to command that. And, um, you know, and then, you, you know, you look at it from the Seahawks perspective, you know, they probably want to avoid kind of the holdout drama although with frank it's kind of different because he's you know going to be on the french he he won't have signed the franchise tag into yeah technically so he's not really he's holding out but not not like the cam or the earl situation where they're still under contract or whatever right like so if um, if frank doesn't come to minicamp there's no fines yeah because he's not under contract he's not like violating in terms of his deal exactly it's a little different but it's like the same in terms of you and i at work yeah we're not going (laughs) to show up until week one yeah like Um, not coming to work is not coming to work at the end of the day exactly you ain't here boss is pissed Exactly. Can I say that? Yeah, I can say that. I don't know. But I don't, I don't You're know. good, Mike. I don't know the podcast rules these days. I got man. you, man. I just know I don't want to get sued by Sony. <laughs> I, I'll delete stuff. Oh, don't you worry, that's, man. That's, I got that's you. Good. Yep, save it <laughs> us, man, because don't, we don't have much of a lawyer budget here at Man to Man. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. We, we don't. Uh, we, we don't have any budget at all. Sue, <laughs> we shut down... we shut down the operation, man. I hope we get Frank. I hope they get Frank back. I, 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 I do, do, too. I think... You know, this has kind of been touched on a lot, but, you know, he really emerged as a leader with, with the defense with so many guys, like, not there anymore. Um, you know, Bobby and, you know, a lot of the guys in the locker room were kind of talking about how they noticed kind of, you know, uh, um, Frank felt, you know, felt like he needed to step up and he was that voice that they needed. You know, there are some guys you can say who aren't as vocal Leaders, they're more lead by example. You know, you think of a guy like Bobby, but you also need the vocal leaders. Um, and Frank was was one of them. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I, I expect, I don't know if they'll get a deal done this. Hmm. <laughs> hey. I don't know if they'll, look, I mean, he's he's going to show, he hasn't given any indication that he won't play in the, the during the season. Like yeah, he's not gonna live. Yeah, he's not thing. gonna. Yeah, he's not gonna. He even made a joke of the Le'Veon situation on Twitter. He was like, <laughs> "You gonna sit up y'all's idol sat out yeah. and got paid." Yeah, That's so right. he's he's gonna collect the paycheck. Um, so if if the Seahawks aren't willing to do it before, um, this season, um, they have to do it next year. But you know, you know, you kind of look at the situation with the guys who are supposed to be free agents next year. You got Bobby, Russ. Uh, Jay Reed, I believe, too. Um, so you you can see from Frank's camp, like the the want to get the deal done now. That's why we saw that uh, report leak out, um, where you know, I think it was Rappaport who said that, um, you know, Frank, um, 
I don't even remember the exact wording of it. But oh, we went over the whole wording last yeah, episode. It was bad. a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> Basically, so, it's like Frank 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 wants the bag. He ain't coming to work till he gets the bag. Yeah. And if he doesn't get the bag, he's going to play 2019 under the tag, and then he gets the bag from somewhere else. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, it's in the best interest of the Seahawks to, like, get a deal done before the season because of all the guy, other guys you have to pay. But, you know, with the way Seahawks kind of do things, I'm, I'm not really sure. There's an interesting thing about the Frank situation. that uh, It made me think of it. I forget. I've seen it. Like, I sent it on Twitter. So I saw people write about it. Like, when KJ got resigned, it was, like, almost that KJ was rewarded for doing things the right way as opposed to, no pun intended, uh, I know, right? It, uh, but in terms of uh, like versus uh, like Antonio Brown or like Earl, who like kind of almost uh, this is bad because they're not child, they're not children. But like it, it, when you when you uh, exercise your 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 leverage that way as a player, you get compared to like a a, ch- a child who like stomps his feet and whines to get yeah, you know, you be a brat, you get to, you get your reward right. Whereas KJ kind of just like came to work, didn't say much, the model except yeah. Uh, and I, I think all of that is nonsense. I think you, you players should ex- uh, exercise the leverage however they have it to get the bread, right? Whatever works. Whatever you got to do to get the bread is and sort of like, you know, sacrificing your own dignity, right? Earl just said, I want to get paid. I'm not going to come to work till I get paid. That's the only leverage he has. KJ was like, I want to get paid. I'll come to work, but pay me, right? Same thing. And and uh, you look at it, both guys got what they wanted. Right. And, and they went about ways it different work. ways. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with like putting one version of that on a... Pedestal, yeah, anyway, I've we, seen a couple people kind of maybe vilify. Yeah, um, Earl in the way he NAB, did it. Le'Veon, exactly. Yeah. Well, Frank, I, I say that to say that Frank kind of did it. If it, if that, let's assume the KJ way is the right way. Again, no pun intended. Frank did that. Frank came to work when he could have held out, played under the played contract year, balled out. He was sick all all week with the, for that Rams game. Remember, he had to, had a bunch of IVs, got food poisoning from something. I think it was. Had one of the best games of of, uh, of the season. That like, yeah, he did all that. All that's the right way too. And now look, that's why I don't think there's no right way to do it. Whether you stomp your feet or whether you come politely and come to work, if they don't want to pay you, they just won't, right? And I think if you're going to reward people for doing it the right way, quote unquote, which the Seahawks probably feel like they're doing, Frank, pay Frank. Also, he's a 25 year old pass rusher. That's just you got to pay those type of dudes in the league. At least to me, I'm no GM. If I was, I'd be good at it though. I wish I you had a mic drop where you can just. Now these mics look expensive. Uh, it, it, <laughs> and I'm not paying yeah, for the bill. I'm telling, <laughs> the man-to-man budget is not huge, guys. It's, I didn't it's, mean literally. I'm just saying. Is there a? There's got to be some out there where it sounds just a mic drop, just a thud, and you're just like, that's it. Yeah, I'm just, like just Kobe, like the Kobe thing. Yeah, just 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 throwing just throwing that. What the like we did the Mamba out thing? Yeah, Mamba. That out. was kind of cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't cheesy. Come on, that it's was, Mamba man. That it's was, Kobe. You can't just. I mean, that was LeBron goes out. He's probably gonna just. I don't know. want him to be like Bron- King out. No, but that's LeBron. They're two different people. Mamba out. That's, that was corny. It was. See where you're going with it. it. It it felt like it was like created by a guy who's like because Kobe likes to be a storyteller, right? He just won a I think an Oscar, I think, uh, or something for maybe it was an Emmy, something for like you know he does those shorts and he's like write stuff. You could tell it was it was done by a guy who saw that moment coming, <laughs> thought that would be the perfect way to end the story, and then kind of it didn't feel organic at all, and it wasn't. I think he said that afterwards. That it was like pre planned, and it felt that way. It was well. I, I'm not a big Kobe guy. No, I'm I just, respect that, I'm man. Just, I mean, not. Kobe, can, Kobe's my guy. Like, Kobe, I idolized him growing up, so we can't we can't see eye to eye on that see, topic. Kobe's not just someone I can just idolize. He just don't see, he's just a jerk. Like his mindset, man. He's a jerk, though. Well, he's you know person. who's not a jerk? Do you know him personally? You guys know? No, I don't. Do you know him personally? No. Huh? No, nah, man. Yeah, so how do you know he's a jerk? He doesn't have any friends. Well, That's you know, let's, let's my not, bad. It let's, okay. let's leave Kobe out of this, okay? Yeah. But we know who we all love uh, my bad. and admire. Maybe not admire, but we all just love, and he's just a cool guy. Russell Wilson. <laughs> Mike's over here struggling. He's like, ah, oh, Chris, come I on, I knew man. where you were going with that, and it was, <laughs> it was the... You got to yeah. love Russ. You might be a little yeah. strange and different and doing too much here and there, but you got to love him, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> anyway, I know what you're going to, I know what you're going to get into. It's an idea that I disagree with, but we know. I will, I, you, I'll give you guys the floor and just convince me that, cause, cause basically you're saying that to follow the, the Seahawks should follow the Tom Brady model or Russell should follow the Tom Brady model. Yes. Structure his contract in a way that allows for the team to spend money elsewhere on other players because that's what the Patriots have done with Tom Brady. He's become, he's not, he's never one of like one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league and his teams consistently win. I, I disagree. I wouldn't even say the Patriots. I would say almost every team that has won the Super Bowl, the quarterback was not 
the highest paid player on the team. Well, the well the Patriots are the only ones who did it like intentionally. Yes. Right. Like the Seahawks, they had no choice. Yeah, right. Like really, the, their hand was tied. The Eagles the got like lucky, kind of. You yeah, know, because even if they won it with Carson Wentz, that would have been unintentional. Right. Like he was still on the rookie deal. I can't remember yes. who else has won the Super Bowl. Joe Flacco. I think was very similar. He didn't get paid till after they won. Yes. Uh, Peyton Peyton Manning might have been the highest paid player. Was he not the highest paid player on the team? That might have been Von. That Miller, might actually. have been, and that was in two thousand. That was just uh, a couple of years. That was two thousand fifteen. So think they, four they years beat ago. the Panthers. So I get your. I get the, with the premise. That, with that, with that premise, that allows for the Seahawks to let's get better at something. Whether it is the run game, which a lot of Seahawks fans are tired of hearing about it. But that's what they're getting back to. With their, they re-signed DJ Fluker. What is he good at? Getting upfield and slamming guys down, creating running lanes. They still don't have a big target receiver-wise. The one target that possibly could have came to Seattle sounds like he might end up in Oakland. That's Terrell Williams. He's a big guy. Now where do you look? And I think Russell taking a discount would help. Now there's a huge difference between Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, especially when it comes to spouses. I mean, Tom Brady's wife is making bank. I don't know how much she's making, but I, I'm sure she's making well more than he is because she is a, a model. Supermodel. Su- oh, excuse me. Wow. Supermodel. Don't let me disrespect her now. Supermodel. No shade to Sierra. I, I don't know what she's actually doing right now, but I'm sure she's about to put out some crazy song that's going to just blow everybody out the water. It might even have Russ in the music video. We don't know. But Ben over here cracking up. Hold it in, Ben. <laughs> Well, yeah, I get, we get the premise. Take yes. a discount so the other t- yes. the team can build it. I disagree. Why do you disagree, Mike? Disagree. No, I think I've, I think I've said why. I don't think that's the players. The players' job is not to manage the cap. The okay. players' job is to get what the player is worth and let the team do the rest. The Seahawks have a salary cap manager. What if is Russ Matt. is saying, "I'm fine with taking the discount. I'm happy with my money that I'm bringing in. Let's see if we can get a championship again." Uh, well, the problem with was there a problem? Yeah, because there's... What? Taking less doesn't guarantee you win anything. Exactly. It doesn't. It, does, it guarantees you win. And I, it doesn't guarantee that the people they bring in with the money they save on you, uh, it, one, it doesn't guarantee they'll even spend the money. But it's about an opportunity and chance, like you told me with the Browns. Yes, they have an opportunity to actually do something. Will they win it all? Absolutely not, Chris. But they have a chance. And in the NFL, that's what you want, a chance. And in this situation, why wouldn't Russell say, you know what, I don't mind taking less money. I'm good. I got two brand new whips. I just bought this. I'm good. I want to see if I can get another title. And I think if we can sign these guys, we have a chance. I don't think that's a problem. I think that's brilliant. It's not bad. Russ is still going to get paid. Yes, he's not going to get paid the $100 million and running off with the bag or the plug, however you want to put it. But he's also going to get his money and he's going to get a second ring possibly if all all the stars align, everything comes together, they're able to get a big receiver, they're able to get this guy that can help in the passing game, et cetera, et cetera. All these things come together. What do you think, Ben? I, I mean, we, we can talk about that in theory, but I just don't see him accepting. I don't see him doing it either. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's it's fun to talk about. I don't you think know? Do you think he should, though, in our hypothetical world I've, that we have created? I think it wouldn't hurt. In my opinion, I would say Yeah, I mean I would say this. Yes, Russ, why not do it? You your yeah. your injuries have never been an issue. You're pretty darn healthy. You take care of yourself. I would say, Russ, go ahead and do it, in my opinion. Go ahead, Russ. Take less. See what else the Seahawks can do. See what the general manager, see what Schneider, yeah, see what no. Pete Carroll can build. And I, I kinda see what you're saying now when I Yeah. I mean, yeah, in theory, it would be a great thing to explore because we know um, you know, with the exception of a few guys who didn't really pan out for the most part, Schneider you know, has done a really good job of finding the right fits, you know, in, in the right places, um, you know, in terms of free agents who, who've kind of come in and, you know, made a big impact. Hang you on. Know. I got a question for you. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Did Brendan Marshall make a big impact? I'm just curious. Here yeah, I mean, go. that's see, that's that's one of the guys. <laughs> yeah, but see, you're, like, you're also an advocate for the big receiver that needs to be like, now you want to talk about Super Bowl teams. How many of them had some big? Receiver who was their number one? No, not the number guy. one. Because the biggest thing, my argument with that in the Super Bowl basically is that you can have top ten receivers, but the last it doesn't. Top, it yeah, doesn't, it doesn't get but I'm saying the Seahawks don't need like some big no. dude that and they could get one in the draft. It's some like downfield of... threat. I also don't think the Seahawks need someone who stretches the field. I think they have Tyler Lockett who stretches the field just as good as anyone else. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Lockett is tiny, but he he's proved that he can do that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, in theory, yeah. I mean, if if Russ is willing to do that, take less than his market value, and um, you know, you know, place the ball in you know John Schneider's court and see what he could do, 
you know, so be it. And, you know, I, and we kind of know how much Russell wants to win. I mean, just oh, everything yeah. about him is yeah. just all about that. And I, I remember after one home game, he was like, I wanted the I want to be the greatest winner ever. Yeah. Like I remember him specifically saying those words. That's and tough. so yeah, that's cold blooded. Man, but, uh, I don't know how you that's that's tough to beat. Yeah, that is tough to beat, but that's his mindset. Everything he says kind of revolves around wanting to do that. And, and think, the way he carries himself. And I think based off of what you just said with his quote of I want to be the greatest winner, well Russ, if you want to be the greatest winner, we really want to put these pieces around you to win. And they can actually say this is the player you want to bring in. I think if Schneider or Pete were to do that, Russ would be like, okay, let's do this, guys. Let's let's win. And his little voice, let's win, guys. Go Hawks, right? Go Hawks. Yeah. I think See, my, <laughs> my main reason I'm opposed to this is be, there's, several, there's several reasons, but the main one is because nothing nothing in football is guaranteed. Absolutely. The only thing you can guarantee is money. And so you should definitely get yes. that. That's what I would do first and foremost. There's okay. no guarantee that they've, if you put the ball in Schneider's court, he won't go draft a running back in the money. first round. Right? Like, you know, and there's also nothing to say that they can't pay Russ and also build, right? Because what the Patriots and Seahawks have also done really well is you find dudes for the cheap that are good. You do that through the draft, <laughs> right? Like the Saints just did it really well, right? They needed to rebuild. Their defense sucked, and they drafted Lattimore Cat, super good, not James paying him nothing. Their first year. Drafted Kamara, not paying him crap, super good. I think drafted Michael Thomas, uh, who I think is still on the rookie deal. Uh, yeah, from Ohio State. Not paying nothing, you know. They drafted their right tackle, uh, Ryan something, I think. Uh, who's like Saints did a great job. Yeah, they they built they uh, they drafted Taysom Hill, who I saw someone on Twitter said he runs all the black guy plays, which is a hundred percent accurate. What do you think about? Wow. It? Yeah, man, it's the funniest thing. Ever. Also, you, like the most versatile football player yeah, I've ever. You can't seen. you can't unhear that now. It's I like can't. it's, it's like when someone now. said Draymond Green shoots like he's wearing a backpack. Like now, every you time see you see Draymond shoot, <laughs> I've never heard that, and oh, that's so true. Yeah, man, type it on Twitter, man. There will be a backpack on him, and he will yeah, shoot. someone <laughs> someone cropped it. It's on there. <laughs> so there's 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 that, but there's there's just so many things like you said. The stars have to align. In a oh, way yeah. that you're gambling, in a way, in a way that I don't think players should. Also, in the the macro thing of it, I think it puts too much. It's a bad look for the players, especially with the CBA ending soon. You don't want to, you don't want to set no precedent of taking less. Especially well, the, the quarterbacks, the only ones in the league who have leverage. So once would, they start cutting that off, it's, it's a, a bad point, look, right? right? The owners are going to be owners are going into the negotiations, and be like, look, you guys are trying to demand more. What you mean? Your most powerful players are willing to sacrifice to win. Be like them. They would definitely do that. By the way. Like okay. That's that's and that's a bad. Like you need to go in there demanding more bread and more power for your players. That would that would secede power. Is that the word I want to use? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think with that's that, dangerous. It is dangerous, but I think there are more players that are like the latter, where they go out not the latter. They like they want to get the money. The ABs, the Le'Veons. There's more of those guys that will have that backside and say, "We want to get paid." And then you'll have Tom Brady and Russ. They're like. What the I got quarterbacks more powerful than those guys. They are. That's the problem. But the thing is, I think there's more quarterbacks that will demand money. I mean, Cam will. You don't want to pay me? Well, I'll go play for Arizona and get paid the bag. You don't want to pay me? Well, I'll leave. Patrick Mahomes, I think, would be that guy. I don't know. There's no proof of it, but I know Cam is definitely one that will say, "You're not going to pay me." Carolina was nice plan. I think. What's his name? The backup quarterback, Larry, not Larry Fitzgerald. What's his name? Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. He's not a great quarterback, but he just went out and got bagged. Yeah, and he is doesn't even deserve it. But I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but <laughs> too late, I, it's too late. You already did. I love him though. You just, no, you don't. I no, do. you don't. No, you don't. He's not great. You but just say solid. he don't. Yeah, just say he don't deserve the bag. <laughs> he don't deserve that much. Chris, you're digging a deeper. Hole. Yes. <laughs> Go get and, your money, Fitz. Anyway, my, my point was just that the quarterbacks have power, right? Yes. And that and that power is the one thing that that, that is, they keep getting their butt kicked in the CBA negotiations because they don't have, they're not they don't have much of it and the little of it they do they're not using very well. To stripping some of that away in favor of the owners and the which is basically what that's doing or the or like front office people that's dangerous that's a dangerous game because they're going to use that against them and you want the quarterback you, for the players who win in their CBA they're going to need the quarterbacks on their side they need the quarterbacks to step quarterbacks have all the only players in the NFL with leverage well, there's only, only two quarterbacks that wouldn't be on their side and that's Brady and Russ if but, that were to happen that's all it, that's all it takes really is and, one, those, is and one actually that's a good point because those are two of the most yeah popular quarterbacks in the league at this two time two of the faces of the game Drew Brees is up there but I still want to stick with that point just because I think it'd be cool. No, I mean, there's a lot of people who feel that way as well. That's why I, I feel like know. it was worthwhile to. No, it's worthwhile to discuss. To, to kind of yeah. uh, hypothesize? Is that the word there? Yeah, um, yeah I don't. I'm Googling that. Hypothesis. <laughs> hypothesize. Yep. Should put forward something up. into yeah. a uh, hypothesis. No, hypothesize. Should we throw a bit on the hot seat this week, Mike, and let you get a break? Oh, yeah, from a hot take? 
Yeah, man, I'm running out of hot takes, man. What was my one last week? It was just, it was. I, it was, I forgot. I yeah, can, man, it was. Uh, I'm running out. Man, I'm bad at hot takes. You're not bad, but it's a hot take. Right, but I'm just not. That's not me. I don't come from the. Yes, that is you, because you say, you know what, Chris? I want to do a hot take every week. You said that. I didn't say that. Did Can I, say I that? do a hot take at the end of this? No, yeah, that's what he's trying to do right now. I'm trying to tease you with it. I got you. Lob it to yeah. you. But yeah, Mike, back. This was back when we were doing. I think it was our first year in Seahawks Man to Man. Mike was like, you know what? I want to do a hot take after every show. I said, really? I said something stupid like that. Yeah, Mike. And we, I wish you had said it on the podcast. That way I can go back and be like, oh, okay. So it's not on tape. It's not on tape. Oh, so I didn't say that. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right, Ben. But you heard the gist of it. Hot take. It could be anything, any sport. Mike pretty much always does football. I always say, throw in LeBron. He's like, nah, I don't throw in LeBron. Nothing. I'll think of something else. Any hot take. It could be anything, Ben. Go ahead. Floor is yours, man. Rounds will be in the Super Bowl. Wow. wow. You are good at this. Dang. That is a, that hot, is a hot take. Wow. He didn't even hesitate. That's, yeah, that's, that's I feel that's like a you've been waiting take. on this for a minute. You yeah, I, I've been thinking about this because I know at the end of your, uh, the episodes you guys do that, I was thinking about like, oh, I mean, okay. getting the Odell, you know, Baker taking another step, second year, um, Jarvis, um, their defense is pretty good. Yeah, defense um, actually really defense good. defense is solid. Yeah. Um, I'm throwing it out there. Browns have been a cursed franchise in the NFL, but I think they turned the tables, get to the Super Bowl. I'm not, I'm not going to say they're going to win. I I'm going to say they'll get there. I mean, you, me you, you just this. saying they're getting there is a hot take. It's smoking hot. I can see the flames coming from your chair. <laughs> they're coming out your ears. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Are you going to go to Vegas and put these put this money on the line? Nah. Oh, never okay. never gamble. <laughs> they're not even that. I saw their odds this morning. The, the Seahawks have uh, better odds. The Seahawks have worse odds. So you get oh. more money. Betting on the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. like su- substantially more money. I think wow. Seahawks are like plus 2,800 right now. So that means a $100 bet. You multiply it by 2,800. That's what you would get. Well, so the, the Browns are way less than that. The Browns are close to the, what the Rams are right we're now. We're going to do a mm-hmm. double hot take because I have a question for you, which is in form of a hot take. And I know Mike hates this one because what month are we in? We're in March. March. And football doesn't start till September. And everything, anything can happen. Give me the Browns record for the 2019 NFL season. Ooh. What well, were they last year? Seven and nine. They were seven, seven and eight and one. It, yeah, that's right. Ridiculous. They tied to that game. <laughs> I'll say. I think we'll take them a, a you know a few games to figure it out. I hear you. Um, so I'm gonna say nine and seven. Oh, okay. You got a nine and seventeen <laughs> Super Bowl. Oh boy, it's great. I love it. <laughs> Ben's I love like, it. well, wait a second. Maybe I'll hey, give him a 10 hot take, right? I, I, yeah. guess, no, the, it is. I yeah. guess the Giants did it that way. I think in 2007, they were 9-7, and seven, I think. Something like one, that, one, yeah. One I'm saying, yeah, 9-7 and seven at the best, 10-6. and six. At the best. At the best. How about this, Ben? You have gun to your head. You got to pick a record. 10-6. Uh, and six. There we go, 10-6. and six. You, heard it, you heard it here, folks. You heard it. Well, I can't even say it right. You heard it here, folks. Struggling over there. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Thanks. I almost got stuck on that one, but yeah. Well, I try not to swear. I cuss a lot, man. So it's amazing that I'm able to not cuss when there's a microphone in front of me. I've had to train myself. You're trained well. Yeah. Man. Ten and six from Ben. All right, Ben. If your mentions are blowing up, it could be really good, or it could be really bad. Oh, the, Gi- <laughs> the Giants were nine and seven the year they won the Super Bowl in 2011. They were ten and six the year they won it in 2007. Anything wow. else you want to add, Mike? I've been googling it. Everything man. you want to add, is... a, you want to add a hot take, Mike. I feel I see. Nope, you. nope, 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 nope. Okay. I just how I'm follow no, that. You, no, yeah, let's see nope. if you can get it. Come up with ben, a hotter there take. There we go. Oh, I lo- see, wow, ben, man. I got the flames, but we need the bur- we need don't. the building to burn Send this down. Send us out on a on a hot one, Mike. Come on, man. Uh, oh man, I don't stop playing. This is this is this is very this is, come on, man. This is this is tough. No, it's not. I'm, you do I, this every week for twenty plus weeks, man. All right. Uh, let's see. I think Mike Davis would be all pro in Chicago. Wow. All right. Go ahead and get your plug in, Ben. Let them know where they can read your stuff. I know you you got a podcast out as well. Plug yes, that sir. as well. Yeah, Go plug ahead. all that. Yeah, it's free promotion yeah, for, for you. Sure. That's that's why I'm here. <laughs> you know why I'm here. <laughs> uh yeah, uh Ben Arthur again. Uh tw- follow me on Twitter and Instagram, same handle. Uh, ben Yarther, I like to say B-E-N-Y-A-R-T-H-U-R, Ben Arthur with a Y in between, one word. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at on social media. Um, you know, I, I got my own Seahawks podcast going on. And I'm definitely going to have to have Mike and Chris on down the road. But um, it's just Arthur and Alter. Um, we taught everything Seahawks pretty much. Um, so 
yeah, if you give me a follow, you know, you'll get updates about that. But that's uh, pretty much it. Is there anything else you want to add? Let the people know anything else. Um, hmm. What's your favorite story you wrote this year? Plug Ooh, that one. My story. I know. I'm. Good. I, I wrote that down earlier to ask him, and I forgot. <laughs> it's all good. There were two stories. That Jacob um, Martin one was fire, by the way. Thank you. That was one of my favorites. Um, I also wrote a longer story on Dwayne Brown, how he changed the culture of the O-line last season. That was good. The last one, uh, back from training camp, Gerald Holmes. Um, no one listening probably knows who that is. I read that one to the running back. Yeah, the Fire. running back. Uh, his mom and grandma died by suicide. You know, really crazy story. He was working at Home Depot before he got a call from the Seahawks to come through to camp. Uh, because we knew how uncertain their running back situation was coming into the season. So um, so I, I really like the story I did from that. So see the Jacob Martin one, the Dwayne Brown story, and the Gerald Holmes. Dope. Piece, yep. Getting you all the promotion today, man. We appreciate, appreciate you, you coming, to, coming to kick it with us, man. Appreciate you all. We do, especially on Selection Sunday, man. I'm not sure how much of a big college basketball guy you Oh, are, I'm, I'm huge. Basketball is yes. my number one. Yes. For sure. See, we, 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 we're here with that one. I love basketball. But Seahawks pay the bills, so... Writing about them pays the bills. They don't pay me. I get that clear. People think I work for the team. Everyone always like, oh, it's so cool. You you work for the Seahawks. No, no I don't. No, I don't. no I, I, that's I, not it. Nope. Nope. Got to let them Got to let them know, guys. Yeah, it's a big distinction. Like, people don't get it, but it's like, it's huge. We fly separately. Or like, I fly separately than them. I don't. It's like, come on, man. If I worked for them, I'd be on the, the charter. Yeah. Laid back with my feet up. No, I'm in the middle seat. Hot. <laughs> you know, that's... Big, big, big difference. Yeah, yeah, man. In the back, I've been on the plane with Seahawks employees. They sit in the front. I sit in the back. It's yeah. To the combine, I was I was on the flight with like four assistant coaches. They were all in first class. Where I was back. No, it's anyway. Seahawks man to man podcast. Chris, what is it? Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. There it is, my man. Thank you, Ben. For coming to kick it with us we, we do appreciate it make sure you guys go read ben stuff on seattlepi.com check out his podcast as well give him a follow on twitter do you have blue checks i don't you gotta get chris and ben blue checks Mike's gonna i'm working going. on it Mike's gonna have go. a busy year trying to get checks for people man. absolutely that's what i'm supposed to do <laughs> that's what i'm supposed to do man on that note we out